Chapter Eleven of Grace Harlowe's Return to Overton Campus by Jessie Graham Flower. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter Eleven, Evelyn Ward, Freshman. Grace found herself looking into one of the most perfect faces she had ever seen. Evelyn Ward was a blonde of the purest type. Her thick golden hair lay in shining waves under her small, smart blue hat. Her eyes were deeply, darkly blue, with purple depths, while her skin had the sheen and texture of a pale pink rose leaf. Her small straight nose, softly curved red mouth, and delicately arched dark eyebrows added to the tender beauty of her face. To Grace she came as a revelation, and so far as she could remember, she had never seen any other blonde girl who approached this one in loveliness. "'How do you do, Miss Ward? I'm glad to know you,' she said, offering her hand. She noticed that the slender hand that Evelyn put forth to meet hers was very soft and white. It had evidently done no hard work, and was in sharp contrast to the rough, work-worn hands of her sister. "'I'm sure I'm pleased to know you, Miss Harlow. I'm very thankful to you for arranging for my coming to Overton.' I would have cried my eyes out with disappointment if Ida had come home with bad news, returned the pretty girl in a plaintive tone which impressed Grace with a curiously uncomfortable feeling that this attractive young woman would have done nothing of the sort. There was that indefinable something about her that contradicted flatly the idea of tears. Your sister was an eloquent pleader, Miss Ward. I would have made an even greater effort than was necessary to place you, if only to please her. I was greatly impressed with her unselfishness and nobility of character, Grace made reply. An expression of amusement showed itself on Evelyn Ward's face. Ida is a perfect old dear, she agreed lightly. She takes life too seriously, though. She worries over every little thing. Still, her very seriousness makes a good impression. She has ever so many friends, a great many more than I. She shrugged her shoulders, as though to convey the fact that the latter state of affairs does not trouble her. "'As your luggage is not heavy, we might walk to Harlow House,' suggested Grace. "'This glorious fall weather is ideal for walking. Let me take your suitcase.' "'With pleasure. It's altogether too heavy for comfort. "'Are there no streetcars or buses we can take? I like to walk, but not when I have luggage to carry.' "'We can take a car or an automobile bus if you like,' said Grace courteously, although she experienced a vague sense of annoyance at this newcomer's calmly expressed preference. "'Oh, let's take the automobile if it isn't too expensive,' exclaimed Evelyn eagerly. "'I love to ride in an automobile. Are there any girls at Overton who own cars? If there are, I shall certainly cultivate them. I suppose they won't notice me, though, because I am a freshman and a poor one at that.' She ended with a pout, her fair face taking on almost sullen lines. Grace shook her head. "'Being poor doesn't count at Overton,' she said. "'I know a girl who lived in a bare, cheerless room in an old house in the suburbs of Overton and earned her way by doing mending for the students. She worked in a dressmaker's shop during her summer vacations, too. And yet she was the chum of the richest girl in college.' "'Why didn't the rich girl help her if she thought so much of her?' inquired Evelyn rather sarcastically. 
because the girl wouldn't allow her to do so. She was too independent to accept help. She did not wish to become obligated to anyone, not even her dearest friend. Foolish girl, was Evelyn's contemptuous comment. If one can't ask occasional favours of one's friends, one might as well have none. I'm very sure that I would take the goods the gods provide without murmuring. These extreme standards of ethics and honour are all very pretty in books, but not at all practical in everyday life. Grace made no reply. She was lost, for the instant, in a maze of disagreeable reflection. She was afraid she now understood only too well why Ida, instead of Evelyn Ward, had come to see her. In the Ward family, the hard tasks had apparently been thrust upon the patient elder sister, while the younger reaped where she had not sown, without a conscientious qualm. And it was for this beautiful, selfish girl that she and Emma had curtailed their comfort. She almost wished she had been firm in her first refusal to consider taking another girl in Harlowe House. Then a vision of Ida Ward's thin face, lighted by two pleading eyes, rose before her. With an inward rebuke for her own grudging attitude, Grace squared her shoulders and resolved to look for only the best in this latest arrival. It took but a moment to hail an automobile bus which had just run into the station yard, and they were soon on their way to Harlowe House. Grace pointed out to Evelyn the various interesting features of Overton. They impressed the latter but little. It must be a sleepy old town, she commented as they passed through the quiet streets. She did, however, evince some slight interest in Vinton's, remarking lightly that she supposed she would never have money enough to buy a dinner there for herself, let alone ever inviting a guest. Do not look at your college life through such pessimistic spectacles advised Grace. You'll be sure to be unhappy. Evelyn made a pettish gesture. You remind me of my sister, Miss Harlowe. She is forever preaching patience and optimism and all the other virtues in which I seem to be lacking. A bright flush rose to Grace's cheeks at this unparalleled rudeness. She cast a quick curious glance at Evelyn, whose eyes were for the second fixed upon the campus which they were now nearing, and who appeared to be utterly oblivious of her impertinence. This is the campus, Grace decided to overlook the pointed remark. We are justly proud of Overton College and the campus. It is really beautiful, nodded Evelyn, but I am going to tell you a secret. I'm not the least bit enthusiastic over college. I'd rather go to a dramatic school and study for the stage. It is Ida who insists upon my going to college. Thank goodness I'm not a dunce. It would be dreadful to be forced into college and then be too stupid to learn anything, wouldn't it? It would indeed, agreed Grace. I suppose my stage aspirations shock you, Miss Harlowe, went on Evelyn, but I can't help saying what I think. My dearest woman friend is an actress, returned Grace quietly. Oh, is she really? Evelyn's voice rose high with excitement. What is her name? Perhaps I've heard of her. Anne Pearson. I should say I have heard of her. She is one of the great stars. She's with Everett Southard, isn't she? I've seen their pictures in the magazines. She graduated from Overton last year. We were roommates throughout our four years here. She's from my hometown. Really and truly, demanded Evelyn impulsively. That's the most interesting piece of news I've heard for a long time. 
Will you tell me all about her sometime, Miss Harlowe? With pleasure, returned Grace. It can hardly be today, however, for here we are at Harlowe House. What a darling house, praised Evelyn, as they alighted from the automobile. I am sure I shall like to live in it. I hope that you will be happy here, returned Grace kindly. After all, it might be better not to take this self-willed young woman too seriously. She had at least the virtue of truthfulness. She was entirely frank in the expression of her opinions. She might have many other redeeming qualities which would quite overbalance the disagreeably self-centred side of her character. Evelyn gazed about in open approval as they ascended the steps of Harlow House. As they passed through the hall, she peeped into the living room and exclaimed in admiration of its attractive appointments. Her voluble appreciation of her own room pleased Grace, who realized that Evelyn's personality was singularly fascinating and that she could be exceedingly gracious when she chose. "'I will leave you now,' said Grace, after a little further conversation. "'The dinner bell rings at six o'clock. If you need anything or wish to ask any questions, you will find me in my office downstairs. It is rather too late in the day for you to see the registrar.' "'Tomorrow morning will be time enough. "'You were lucky to be exempt from examinations.' "'Grace had hardly established herself in her office "'when Emma Dean came breezily in from her work. "'Well, Gracie,' was her cheery greeting, "'as she materialised and as she is pathetic and persistent as Sister Ida. "'Grace made this little gesture of resignation. "'Prepare for the surprise of your college career, Emma.' "'Didn't she come?' demanded Emma. That wouldn't surprise me. People are forever promising to arrive on a certain train and then strolling in several days later with a barefaced announcement that the timetable had been mysteriously changed. She arrived, stated Grace. Then wherein lies the surprise? Emma, said Grace solemnly, Evelyn Ward is the most beautiful girl I have ever seen, and if I am not mistaken, one of the most selfish. She is no more like her sister than I am like Dr. Morton, and she is going to require more looking after than any other girl in Harlow House. End of chapter 11